On this episode of Star Wars Time Show, Matt is joined by a special guest. They're going to talk all things New York Comic Con. We're talking Hot Toys reveals, Black Series reveals, Bandai reveals, winning free trips to go watch Rise of Skywalker with the stars, Star Wars Resistance is back, Eric Tan has dropped his last Skywalker Saga poster, we get to see what Dominic Monaghan, Mary, looks like in Tross. Not to mention, we've got two important questions that Chris Terrio framed when he was writing Tross. And finally, last but not least, we're going to be getting into the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week picked by the special guest. Cue the music. Welcome back to a primetime episode of the Star Wars Time Show. And as you heard by the announcer, we, and by we, yes, I'm talking about the little mouse in my pocket, we are joined by a special guest host this week. And that special guest host is none other than Sir Dork 730, Jared Middleton. Yes, my friends, I convinced him to come back on the show after his marathon interview last week, which if you haven't checked out yet, you better do it and you better punch yourself first for not checking it out right away. So, Jared, welcome back to the program, man. I'm I'm thrilled Thank to you. have you here. You're going to be doing the prime time with me, which is usually yeah. myself and Nick. This is our bread and butter. We do the top five. We talk all things Star Wars. And now you're here to kind of fill in for his dead ass again because he's still hanging out in Italy and I don't know if he's ever coming back. Yes, yes, and it an, it's an honor. Again, it feels good. Thank you yes. again for having me. Yeah, heck yeah, dude. I mean, after last week, I was like, I got to bring this guy back. I mean, you, you were our, our first ever interview. It was a massive success. It, and just really from one Star Wars fan to another, one collector, one toy fo- photog to another, it, it was just it was a fun conversation. So, yeah, of course I'm going to have it was. you back. So as, yeah. as you heard at the uh, outset of the show here, my friends, we've got plenty of shit to dive into. And I'm glad Jared's with me on this cast because a lot of the topics revolve around the world that we live in, the the collectibles world, in particular the Star Wars collectibles. So yes, you can buy goodness. the new figures, yes. Get the new stuff, shoot them, catch them on fire. If you're Jared, you never know. But let's go ahead <laughs> and get into these topics, my friends, starting with all the Hot Toys unveil. Um, so the first one I want to get into is today, this just came out, I put it up on StarWarsTime.net, but Hot Toys unveiled the final product shots for their one quarter scale, my friends, one quarter scale, it's a big boy, R- uh, Return of the Jedi Darth Vader figure, dude. So I don't know if you had a chance to scroll through this gallery. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, how about oh my this God. guy? I mean... This is what you get when when you spend nearly six hundred dollars on a figure, right? It's it's insane, and like even all the stuff that comes with it, even just the stand yeah. that it's on, it's just so cool. I just want to like sit on it. That's how <laughs> it looks big <laughs> enough for me to do it. I dude, I, if you sat on it, I think it would almost be considered a sex toy at that point because I think they're small enough. It would <laughs> almost be like an anal bead or something. So that's that's I, how good it looks. Yeah, I, I don't know. You should do that, but yeah, man. I mean, this this figure, and I'm I'm gonna refrain from getting him. I mean, like I said, he's five seventy five, but this could be the definitive high art style Darth Vader action figure. 
it honestly is. I can't imagine a figure being any nicer than this. Right. I mean, like, you got, in any way possible. You essentially can strip off the helmet. You get the full Anakin, the, the Anakin that, that I remember, the Sebastian Shaw Anakin, not Hayden Anakin yep. with George dubbed in curiously at the end of Jedi. Um, you get him, as Jared said, you get the the special edition. You can literally pose his decaying, burnt head, or you could pose it with a helmet half on, or as if you know he was putting his helmet and mask on. Uh, but to me, dude, and I, I forget who does these. I know, I, I believe he's in the toy photography community. I mean, let's just talk about some of the shots here. That was I mean, actually, just, just from a toy that was the first thing I noticed. Yeah, j- just from our perspective, dude. I mean, this is. I would say this is more my type of toy photography, the the portrait style, the I don't want to say lazy, but it is I mean portrait. No. You don't, you don't have to get crazy like you you action guys with the wires and posing and fireworks and this that and the other thing. It's a little more uh, tame, I would say. I mean, yeah, you got to perfect lighting and this that and somehow get emotion out of a figure just standing there, but whoever does these has just knocked these final product sh- uh, shots yeah, out of the they're- park. They're spectacular. They, like the point of taking these photos for you know for hot toys is to make the figure look real, essentially you know to make people want to buy this real Darth Vader, and that's what the person's done. Like they, they look so good, yeah, like yeah. and there's so many of them too. This must have taken them weeks probably. To, it, it's ridiculous. To do this. Like, whoever this is, I hope they got paid a, a handsome fee or at least got the figure. <laughs> I, I believe one six shooter. I'm sure you're familiar with him and as oh, other. Yeah toy artists are i know he does this as part of his living i don't think this is his work but i know he shot other you know one six scale one quarter scale figures for companies so i mean this is honestly what i would assume some people like us uh, strive to do you know it'd be great to make a living off of taking yeah can you imagine yeah it it would be badass that's a dream that's a dream yeah, I, I don't know. I think I would still rather get the the Disney Lucasfilm London trip that you you scored. <laughs> I, I would take this too. So uh, this guy's he's currently up for pre order, and Sideshow's got him shipping this month. So if if you want to get a pre order in and do payments through Sideshow, you can hit up StarWarsTime.net. I believe I have the link out there. If not, you know where to go: SideshowCollectibles.com, and look for the quarter scale Vader from Hot Toys. I mean, this is a gem. But considering I just got the one six scale Vader a few months ago, I'm good on multi hundred dollar Vader figures at this <laughs> time. You know what I mean? I, we talked last week. You haven't quite dabbled in in this scale of figure yet, have you? No, but not not because I don't want to. It's just because like the the price scares me, and it's, it's you know, if I saved up enough, I could get one. But yeah, dude, it's um. I mean, sideshow. I, I like that they offer payment plans. They do make it somewhat easier to to buy these high-end figures uh but i get it man i mean we're, we're talking you go to store and pick up one for 20 bucks and it's going to look great in some of your photography versus spending 300 400 500 on these bad boys where knowing the way you shoot i don't even know if you'd want to because you would probably destroy these I'd very burn it. Uh, yeah I, i've yeah, done it I mean, i'm scared I've, I've burnt a Kenobi robe from a one six scale. Oh no! Uh, my hyper real Vader. I mean, he's only eighty, but he's. I told you last week. I mean, he's weathered to shit and back just from fireworks and this that and the <laughs> other thing. Um, all right, so we got some other Hot Toys stuff to talk about. They're not done yet. Hot Toys also runs the Cost Baby line, which 
quite frankly, Jared, was a line that I was infatuated with back in the day. You know, you, you know my, my Funko Pop <laughs> background, my love of the chibi aesthetic. Uh, but these days, yes, I still think they're cute as hell, but I think I'm over collecting them. Although, I'm not going to lie, these, these new lines that Hot Toys showed off for the Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker are... They're, they're so almost, cute. Yeah, too cute they're for so words, cute. man. Too cute. It's odd hearing two grown men throw out cute that many times <laughs> consecutively, but they really are. I mean, let's just start with the Mandalorian guys. I mean, look, I, it's like I just want to hold them in my arms and, you know, feed them a bottle or something. <laughs> yeah. And is this a um, is this a new line? That cost baby's been around for a while. I mean, I, I would okay. say maybe 10 years uh I don't know if it, it, it popped up after Funko Pops or right around the same time, but yeah, they, they've yeah, done cost babies that. for a lot of the Disney Star Wars. They do a lot, a lot of Marvel cost babies. Okay, uh, yeah. Before before I saw these, I actually didn't even know these existed. I was like, I don't know, um, Hot Toys made these, and they're they're really great. I love the the uh, the C three PO one. That's probably my favorite. His oh, he's yeah. just so cute. <laughs> yeah, holding all the shit like they just got all this stuff lumped on him like he's a coat rack. Right, it uh, looks like he's like handing you the the bow the yeah, bowcaster like, with oh, his big eyes. Go. I speak six million forms of communication. I don't need a fucking bowcaster. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even look at the Mandalorian. I mean, he looks so. All these toy shots we've been seeing in the toy community. I mean, this guy is just a boss, right? But even yeah. in in cos baby form, he looks like a boss. Yeah, a cute boss. A cute boss. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep the cute going. So. These are out. These are kind of hard to get if you're in the states. I think that's one of the main reasons I never collected them. You either have to get them from a a, st- a stateside retailer that imports them, or you're gonna you have to pick them up from some of the Japanese shops. And I don't know. Have you ever had to use any of the Japanese shops like AmiAmi Ami or Nin Nin Game or Nippon Yusen? Or yeah, I've used a couple of them, um, and it's just like I'm a little nervous every time I do because I'm like, am I really gonna get this? I, I can tell. I can vouch for Bandai Online, Nin Nin Game, and Ami Ami, hundred percent. I mean, okay, yeah, I've gotten some from Bandai Online before. I would say Ami Ami is probably the most legit in terms of you know you're gonna get it. I've had Bandai and Nin Nin cancel on me. I mean, obviously they they give me refunds and like a, a reach around right. for the cancel, but it's, it's still like <laughs> fuck, man. I was waiting for that exclusive. Now I'm gonna have to spend American money on it, so. Yeah, I mean, it, Ami Ami is who I'd start with, people, if you're looking to import some of these, you know, cost babies or figure arts. Speaking of, the SHF figure arts for Tross are up for pre-order, Jared, and I was able to not purchase them. Oh, very nice. Thank you. Very nice. It's just, I yeah, can't, I'm... I mean, you look at the Black Series Ray, and you're like, okay, it's why, why spend 70 on that one? Uh, the only argument I had the beat down in my head was with the Kylo. The Kylo. Because the Kylo, he, he's getting a soft goods fucking cloak in figure yeah. arts, which never He happens. looks so good. He looks he really, really good. Yeah, Not he's fun. the only one now, that I was thinking about. Now you're making about. me feel bad like I need to go buy him. <laughs> See? This is the toy FOMO that I, I suffer from greatly. So do I. Trust me. So do I. 
greatly, dude. I mean, it's it's shit that I'll sit there and waste 30 minutes going hemming and hawing like, no, yes, no, yes, click, add to cart, no, and then it's all <laughs> over, so... Right, and then All he right. comes in the mail, and you forget about it. I know, and then you're like, sweet, and then these days I'm like, wow, now i got to go take pictures. That's I ruin all my hobbies, by the way, so this is just me lamenting as usual, but <laughs> I can't even get new figures now and just enjoy them. As soon as I get them, I start going, okay, how can I, how can I shoot this guy? How can I shoot this guy to stand out and blah, 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 blah. and then before you know it's like, fuck, why, am I, why, do, why do I do this again? Why am I doing this? Just do it and have fun. That's all. There, there you go, buddy. I need to start taking your attitude. I get too serious with shit. <laughs> all right. So we're not done with Hot Toys reveals yet. Hot Toys went nuts for NYCC 2019. Yeah, they really um, did. So, you know, we got some quarter scale action, some cost baby action. Now it's time for Hot Toys bread and butter. And those are its one six scale figures. So, Jared, we got reveals for uh, two figures coming from The Mandalorian, and I think the two characters they chose make perfect sense. Of course, uh, because yeah. It, yeah, it's it's IG-11 and the Mando. Essentially, the two characters you've seen in most of the promotions for The Mandalorian up until this point. And, dude, I have to say, The Mandalorian, as soon as I saw it, was an instant buy for me. I mean, this... Even... Even in the our scale, the the one twelve scale, the the black series guys, this figure, this fucking character is just speaking to people, right? I mean, he, he's everywhere, loves everywhere him. in the community. Yeah, he was definitely the hardest one to to find on uh, Force Friday for sure. Yeah, I lucked out. I I stayed up late, did some of the online shit, got got the carbonized version. Which honestly, I don't know if you've gotten many of the carbonized versions. I. I I'm not a huge fan of the carbonized, uh, carbonized Sith trooper, fucking tits. Yeah. Titties. Easily the best one. Carbonized Easily. Mando. There's arguments to be made. Regular Mando's better. I, yeah, I, I just like the, the more, the less glossy look anyway, just cause it yeah, totally looks, dude. it comes up, no, it just looks better on camera. He's shi- better. I'm not gonna lie. He's shiny as fuck. And, uh, I put out a shot of him last night. It actually did well. I was like, holy shit. Instagram liked this one. Dude, that but, was one of my favorite shots of yours. Like oh, that thanks, needs buddy. to get a little bit of attention right now. That was absolutely beautiful. I saw it today. I'm trying. I'm trying. It it may get close to 500 likes, which would be a fucking record for me. It better still, get double that. Still had to share it during Toy Pops to even get eyes on it. But that that's just my lot in life on Instagram. And hey, it is what it is. What, what can I say? I have my theories. I think it's because a lot of my user base are Funko Pop people, and they just don't give a fuck that I transitioned into figures. Uh, so, I mean, I still do pops here and there, but it's, it is what it is. Either way, the Mandalorian's fucking tits. I, I took him <laughs> out, bunch of fireworks shots at the one Jared's talking about. I usually don't like talking about my own shit, but you know, sometimes I'll, I'll hear other people blow smoke up my ass. I, I'm a human too. I like it. Well, uh, if, if anyone's <laughs> listening, go, go to Haywood pop and like that photo and comment on it. Cause it deserves it. And it's going to get way more than 500 likes. That is a beautiful you, photo. Thank you, sir. Well, at least now yes. you you might f- feel my IG woes a bit more because there are times I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I shit on my work a lot, as do most humans do. We're we're usually our own worst critic, right? Yeah. But there are, are times I'll put up a shot and I'll be like, you know what? 
fucking IG. I deserve some likes for this one, you motherfucker. I know the feeling. I know the feeling. So yeah. sometimes you get real proud of it, and it's 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 a good attitude to have. You know, you gotta you gotta be proud of your work sometimes. All right. Well, maybe I'll share the other firework inspired Mando tonight. But I also got some firework uh, Chrome Sith Troopers. So I don't know. I don't know. Sweet. Toy pops coming up after the cash. You never know, Sweet. people. <laughs> You, do, you don't have to do toy pops very often, do you? Or do you ever do toy pops? So, so what? Wait, what is what is toy pops? Exactly. Good. So that's what my is point. Toy pops. So, you're you're someone that's never been beholden to using a toy photo session to try and get exposure. So every day, this account called Toy Pops Three, you can look them up. They provide a hashtag TCB underscore something. So every day at at 11 o'clock east, people will post for an hour using that hashtag. And you're supposed to go through that tag and like all the shots. No one does that. It's a joke. I used to do it. I've kind of stopped liking everything. I go through and kind of pick my favorites and leave some choice comments. But, yeah, that's what it is. That's, That's really cool. Like that's just like a really cool concept to like everybody supporting each other. I think that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it is, but I mean, it's, it's like I said, it's pretty much become my only time of the day I can share and get decent exposure. I mean, if I share in the morning, the afternoon, lucky to hit 100 likes, it just, IG just kills it. You never know, so. Oh, well, there's, there's your Instagram algorithm science lesson for the night, my <laughs> friends, but back to the hot toys here. So the Mando, he looks fucking fantastic. I think the best part about this package is that his base comes with the stormtrooper on a pike diorama. You took the words right out of my mouth. You know what I mean, dude, right? Yeah, I was yeah, I was just going to say that that's so cool. That's that's one of the best parts yeah, about it. I mean, that that'll definitely be used in some some shots on this guy for sure. I mean, like I said, I haven't pre-ordered him yet from Sideshow, but this 1/6 scale Mandalorian is definitely hitting my 1/6 collection. IG11 on the other hand, while I, I'm not going to lie, I mean, he looks fucking fantastic. Uh, I actually like 11 better than 88 now. I mean, he's got Me more too. of a more. He's got you're right, man. He's got more of a solid torso. Yeah, he's got a couple cool little things like his straps and his head. His head seems a little thicker. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, you're, you're spot on. I, I believe the head's thicker. Like I said, the torso's filled in. It's not kind of open like 88's was. Yeah. Uh, Any, I don't know. I mean, yes, they look the same, and there's a good chance 11 is just a clone of 88 because I believe there's a comic run where 88 was essentially downloading his core programming to other IG models just so essentially he lives forever. Wow, that's cool. Um, but I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to pick this guy up. He's actually more expensive than the Mandalorian, comes with less accessories. Really? I'm assuming, yeah, I'm assuming he costs more because he's probably taller. You know, there's actually more figure there, but I don't know. I, hmm. I, I think I can pass on IG-11, but the Mandalorian Hot Toy is definitely going to be a, a must pre-order for me. Yeah, he's beautiful. All right, so moving away from Hot Toys, we're going to get into the line that made Sir Dork here famous, and that is the Black <laughs> Series line. So th- these are actually in addition to the Force Friday Black Series, reve- uh, series reveals because at NYCC, Hasbro unleashed a few more surprises for us, ones yeah. that I didn't see come, and I don't know, Jared, did, have you seen any of these yet outside of when we were prepping for the show here? Um, some of them, yeah, but they definitely revealed a, a bunch of ones I, had, I hadn't seen before. 
Yeah, so we've got up on StarWarsTime.net uh, pre-order details and exclusive details from a, for a wave of new Black Series figures that Hasbro sh- um, showed off. So some of the standard ones that are already up for pre-order, you can get them from Entertainment Earth or Big Bad Toy Store. Those are typically my go-to here in the States. Uh, of course, pick your others. There's out. There. They're going to be essentially these figures we're going to talk about you can get anywhere, and that is Yavin Celebration Luke, which I love. Yeah. We got Wedge in pilot uniform. Fantastic. And then the standard First Order Jet Trooper, as well as Hell ones yeah. we've already known about, Cara Dune and Janna. Uh, I guess, so first and foremost here, buddy, which one's out of these standard new reveals, which was mostly just Yavin, Luke, and Wedge? Are these must-buys for you, or are these ones you can kind of wait on? I mean, how are you a collector It's like, I got to get the new shit right away? Are you someone like, hey, fuck it, I'll shoot what I got when when prices drop or shit gets on sale, that's when I'll go out and get them. So it's a little bit of both. So like, there's always going to be at least one or two, or sometimes more, in every wave where I'm like, I have to get that right away. So with this uh, with this wave, that uh, that jet trooper definitely, I gotta get him. Yeah, I could see that, especially with your trooper fixation and the the fact that he l- kind of lends himself well to fire. Yeah, 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 yep. I, I, those are some of my favorite shots you pull off when I imagine you're essentially probably holding some sort of aerosol and spraying it onto a flame by their jetpack. <laughs> uh, I've, I've tried everything with trying to get a cool-looking jetpack, and I've destroyed a couple figures, but I actually um, I tie or I, I tape on just the, a fuse, a firework fuse on the back and just light it. Look at this guy. And that's it. Trial and error has led him to something that probably, A, doesn't completely melt your figure, and B, still achieves a desired effect. So. It still melts him a little bit sometimes, but <laughs> it's... Uh, oh, yeah, it has to. I mean, you got a fucking wick burning there for probably 15 seconds. Right, and I'm sure a real jet trooper in real life gets a little bit of char here and then, yeah, so I like yeah, the dude, authenticity. See? It's natural weathering. That's what we like exactly. to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could see that, man. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm a big homer here for Yavin Luke. I've always, for some reason, liked Luke in this very odd-looking uniform. I mean, he's got a yellow jacket with brown pants and then a black shirt. Like, if we want to get in the style, I don't know about that color combination, but... I do like the figure. I believe he is coming with a medal, which is going to be a great accessory to dick around with, especially yeah. for toy photographers. Yeah. Um, you got to like getting Wedge. I mean, he's going to pair well with uh, Pilot Luke. That should be nice. Yeah, I'm excited to see shots of him. I'm sure there'll be some cool ones. Yeah. I don't know if I love the face sculpt too much, but I guess it, it, it's there. I mean, it's yeah. definitely Wedge. Yeah, it looks it, like it Wedge a little look, bit. It almost looks like uh, Rocky. You know, I'm getting like a sly feel out of it, like a Sylvester Stallone, a young Stallone. <laughs> yeah, it does a little bit. You get that a little bit in the face yeah. at least? Yeah, he does. That's really funny. All right, so again, these are these are your standard guys, and you can actually go out and pre-order them now. So Yavin, Yavin Celebration Luke, Pilot Wedge, uh, First Order Jet Trooper, Kara, and Janna. We also got a, a few looks at some new retailer and or shared exclusives, and these include a new Jedi Luke Skywalker. What are your thoughts on this guy? Oh, he's really great. I, I honestly haven't uh, gotten a lot of Luke figures, but he's probably the the next one I'm going to get. Yeah, I mean, it's it's clearly an improvement from the original Jedi Black Series Luke, which, which I have. I mean, this is, you know, when they're still 
in the black boxes with the blue text or red text. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where their faces all still looked pretty derpy. Their hair sculpts <laughs> were nothing. Here, I mean, they kind of gave him the, the wavy Luke hair. Uh, they definitely defined more of the very dark gray tunic he was wearing over his black shirt early on at Jabba's Palace. Yep. Uh, the cloak looks straight up Hasbro chintzy cloak, which I guess shouldn't surprise right. anybody. And it's brown. It, 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 yeah, that's what it's supposed to be, actually. It is? Yeah, it's a very, it is a brown cloak. I, uh. I can assure you that. Like, if you go back to Jedi and really get it under good and light, it's a brown. It brown. Oh, yeah, okay, it, well, then good. And also, if you get the, the Hot Toys version, it's the same thing. And I always base, you know, Hot Toys are movie accurate. So. They know what's going on. Yeah, you just, I mean, honestly, when you're a little kid or even if you're not into collecting or posing or photography, you probably don't pay attention to the nuances of the costumes. But if you really look at what Luke wore early on, I mean, he's essentially dressed like Darth Maul. I mean, he's he got, absolutely is. He's all black with a very dark, dark, dark ass gray kind of tunic deal. Uh, I mean, he he definitely was channeling more of his father's dress code than than uh, the the Jedi. I guess that's why he made his cloak brown to kind of even shit out. But right yeah i mean i i, I dig this luke too he's going to be uh, apparently over here in the states a walmart exclusive uh the next one here we've got force ghost yoda and i can tell you if you have force ghost obi-wan this is essentially the same thing but yoda so it's kind right. of a wonky looking figure yeah the box is probably going to be really awesome for him i remember how cool the box was for that obi-wan right but in terms of the figure it's like, especially from a photography perspective, you're going to be better off just shooting the standard figure and probably throwing some sort of blue haze effect over it. Yeah, honestly, yeah. He, I'm probably not going to get him, but it's got well, a cool box. I'm, I'm, I'm a psycho, and I feel like I need to have complete sets, but <laughs> that's my problem and my kid's problem when she can't pay for school in 18 years. So, uh, Next up, we have IG-11. This I like. I mean, yes, a, a yeah. 112-scale IG-11. Let's do it. Oh, sorry. That Yoda is also a Walmart exclusive. IG-11 is going to be a Best Buy exclusive, and you can actually pre-order them now. We've got the link up in the post. I'll probably be linking to it in the podcast post as well for those of you keeping score at home. Uh, yeah, this guy's he's awesome. fantastic looking. That, that's definitely a must-buy, and, and I would— he, is he the first Black Series Best Buy exclusive? I don't remember ever seeing any Black Series could that's be. Best Buy. You know, could be. It, it's a weird score for Best Buy, but I, I think like most big box retailers at this point, they're, they're trying to do anything to get people to just come in the store. I mean, they, they, they've, as most have, they've seen the Amazon effect, the free shipping effect. They're, yeah. they're suffering. I mean, you, you got to do something. It's like GameStops have essentially turned into new toy stores in america yeah. which is cool with me because i like toy stores yeah me too i when toys r us closed it was one of the worst fucking days ever and i was in my late 30s i mean i love toy stores i still love them it just sucks because now <sighs> yeah. our only toy stores are shitty ass aisles and targets or walmarts that's it yeah i know sometimes they really are shitty too oh i mean depending where you live they're they're it's a fucking ghost town shithole ghost i mean town. mine nothing Nothing. I'm in a fairly urban area. I guess they feel like, hey, there's no fucking collectors here. Those nerds can go up, drive north or something, but nothing. I mean, I, I rolled out to my Target Force Friday morning early. They had like a Ray, a Kylo, some Funko Pops. <laughs> That's it. None of the carbonized shit. It's like, okay. 
Yeah, I didn't get any luck with Walmart either. Yeah, dude, Walmart's even worse than Target. But anyway, so IG-11 is going to be a Best Buy, my friends. He looks great. Here we go. This is the one I think a lot of people will be excited about, especially if they missed him at GameStop. But Clone Commander Fox, who's got probably one of the best paint jobs of the Clone Black Series figures. Yeah. He's, he's so good-looking. Yeah, he's the red boy. I mean, he essentially has uh, Cody's helmet, right? But it's painted red. Uh, and then he's got his his he's got kind of a Rex robe on a little, not a robe. What is that? Like a skirt almost. A butt cape. Yeah, butt cape like Rex the Rex figure has. And then he's you know he's got some uh, insignias on his shoulder pauldrons. Uh, he's fantastic. I, I actually got my hands on one at GameStop. They're like, oh, but ah. the boxes bust him. Like I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I used to keep boxes. I don't anymore. I throw all that shit out. I mean, it's like therapy now. So, but. My friends, you can still get him now. He is, he's going to be a shared exclusive, and he's up for pre-order at BBTS. So we've got that link for you as well. So if you missed him from GameStop, you can pre-order him from BBTS for, I think, 25 bucks, which is what you're going to pay at GameStop anyways. So yep. Yeah, I'm going to good... have to do that because I didn't get him at, at GameStop. I tried. Yeah, yeah and he, look, he looks good in person. Comes with you know the two hand pistols and the long rifle that the clones get. Uh, like I said, I mean, the paint job's just tits. I did not get to shoot him yet. I got really wrapped up with the Sith Troopers and the Mando, but he's on the docket. And then last but not least, and I like this little set. This is going to be a, a two-pack, an Amazon exclusive, and it is Empire Strikes Back Chewie and C-3PO, but in their Bespin get-ups, which means, yes, my friends, C-3PO can be completely torn apart and destroyed and put on Chewie's back in the little black sack. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I'm so excited for this. I'm definitely I, dude, taking this. I one can't up. wait to see what you do with the C3PO. I've got some ideas already. I've got plenty of them. I, I know you do. I mean, he's already disassembled <laughs> for you. I just want to see what type of ex- exploding C3POs we're gonna get from Sir Dork, because you know it's coming. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've actually. I've done, it's funny because I've done exploding C3PO shots before, but this is just. Giving me another reason to try it. I love C-3PO, oh. and I don't want him to blow up, but it just sounds fun. Yeah, and plus, I mean, you've got him in pieces now. Now you don't actually have to physically blow him up. <laughs> yeah. So the staging should be a little easier. But th- these guys are actually up now on Amazon. You can pre-order Amazon with pre-orders. You know, they don't, want, they don't take the money right now. So I would definitely yeah. recommend jumping on that, my friends, if you've been looking to get some of these retailer exclusives. Like I said, I'll have a link in the post shell for this episode for you to buy all the stuff all right moving on we got one more toy line that got new reveals during nycc and that and those come from bandai in particular the movie realization line the tamashi nations whatever the fuck you want to call it these are essentially the samurai star wars versions of figures and i absolutely love this line I love yeah, that these they are keep... so cool. <laughs> Dude, I love where they're going with the characters now, too, because it used to be very clean, just Empire. I mean, the first ever movie realizations, it was, you know, uh, two Darth Vaders and some Stormtrooper variants. Yep. It, it's, it's remained that way. And then they're like, hey, you know what? We should maybe start doing some good guys. So we get C-3PO, and he was fantastic. Oh, my God. He's so he's And now, cool dude... Figure. We just got the reveal. Bandai's making a samurai-infused Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I mean, come on! What a just a, amazing idea and design. It's just, it's, he's so cool. 
so cool. Shogun Akbar, dude. I mean, look at him. He he's got like a is like a predator claw on his gauntlet. Yeah. Yep. His and eyes like, are kind of like that marble texture, you know? They're 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 see through ish. I bet yep. they'll light up very well. Uh, it just. I would never sit here and think, you know, if I was working for Bandai at a pitch meeting, you know, you know what? You know what we should make our next Samurai Star Wars figure? You guys Admiral you guys are going to love this. Admiral Akbar. <laughs> I bet people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? Admiral Akbar? <laughs> I mean, he's got, yeah, he's got a classic line in the, in the first trilogy, but his screen time might be, you know, 15 total minutes across the entire Skywalker saga. But he is, he's just one of those iconic Star Wars characters yep. because of, it's a trap. Right, I mean, there's there's many characters in Star Wars that are either background or didn't have any fucking lines, but they become kind of uh, pop culture icons, and, and yeah. Akbar is definitely one of them. Yeah, I just hope that he actually comes out because I know Tamashi's done a couple really cool reveals like this at conventions, and then just like they never come out. Yeah, they they definitely take their time. Oh, I'm seeing another detail here. If you look, it's 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 almost like he has another mouth where his his chin would be at. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah, and so those, it's those like his head is a helmet. eyes looking out of his mouth as if the entire Akbar head is a helmet. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. Okay. Yep, so, wow, that, that, that gives a whole new view on this figure because yeah, it, it totally it changes where you look at on the face because you see a different face. Wow, that's right. crazy. Right, it's all about the details, buddy. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, this is fantastic. And, and I, I think it'll make it to the light of day. I believe the ones we're currently waiting on, and they're at least out and up for pre order, are the uh, first order ones. There's a Kylo, a Phasma, and a first order trooper. Those are the, right. the most recent that I know are being uh, pre ordered at this point in time. So hopefully, Akbar makes it. But there's another one. We're not done yet. Oh, yeah. There's this a guy. Ronin IG88. And fuck, man. This is another one. Just, he yep, is he, he's so, coming to my collection. He's just brilliant. Like everything about it. And his little hat he's got on. Yeah, it almost, the hat uh, looks like, a, you know, like a, a funnel that you'd use for oil to put into a machine, which, oh. which makes sense for a robot uh, Ronin. I didn't even put that together. It, it probably is that. That's amazing. But, uh, I mean, look, look at the face. That's, uh, I mean, if you can call the face, but it's like they got little teeth there with the big yep. red eye and other little eyes. Yeah, it's like he's like like uh, ancient Japanese and very steampunk all at the same time. Exactly, really dude, cool. exactly. I think that's kind of what I put in, in the write-up there. But, oh. I mean, he's got like little shells on his sash there. It's just the, the details they weave into these figures. And honestly, you'd you'd look at these and be like, "Oh man, I bet they're hundreds of dollars." They they keep these fairly affordable, even yeah. in the states. I mean, you can get them sixty to eighty, I would say, out the door. Yep. Uh, and these these again will be as soon as they hit the pre order scene, these are, <coughs> are must buys for myself. There's no doubt about it. These could be, if I ever get them in hand, my my favorites outside the Vaders. I think the Vaders are to die for. And honestly. I'm gonna throw the mall up there too, cause the mall samurai is fucking. Mall is so great. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of the troopers, but I, I love that mall. Oh yeah, figure. I mean, there there's Boba Fett's, there's Proto Fett's. I mean, they're, they're, these, it's just a great line. Another one that I kind of once I saw it, I just jumped into the deep end and bought every fucking one I could find. So cool. Yeah, I've I've problems with that. 
<laughs> so you know, hey, stick stick to StarWarsTime.net. Listen to the Star Wars Time Show. We'll let you know when a lot of these are, are out and up for pre-order. As I said, the ones that are up for pre-order will be in the post shell for this episode you're listening to. All right, so as we move away from the toys, I've got kind of a, a PSA here. This is really nothing we got to get into, but last week Star Wars announced a pretty cool uh, opportunity for fans to try and win a trip to the Rise of Skywalker premiere in Los Angeles and a trip to Star Wars Celebration 2020. Okay, so this uh, estimated value of the prize is upwards of five grand, and all you have to do for a chance to win, my friend, is send a tweet that only says hashtag the Rise of Skywalker sweepstakes and then at Star Wars. Okay, right. What have you got to lose? That's all you got to do. So create a bunch of egg accounts, send out <laughs> this message, and hope that you will get to watch the premiere alongside J.J. Abrams, the cast crew, out there in L.A., probably at the Chinese Man Theater. And then you also get flown out to Star Wars Celebration 2020. It looks like the only thing you will have to pony up for is lodging. They're going to pay for your airfare, obviously the stuff at the events, but it looks like you're probably going to have to hook yourself up with a hotel. But I think any Star Wars fan that enters this contest worth it. would uh, more than willing to spend for a hotel out in L.A. or Anaheim. I mean, it's a no-brainer. I would sell one of my kidneys to at least attend the premiere. Oh I've God. been to plenty of celebrations, but to go to the premiere with everybody, yeah, that would that's bucket list shit. That's incredible. Yeah, can you imagine like watching the movie for the first time like with all of those people – like no, those I've, famous I've, people there with you watching it. That's just ridiculous. I've done it once in my life. And this, this again, really? stems back to my days with Entertainment Buddha. It wasn't a Star Wars project, but it was, uh, fuck, Interstellar, Christopher Nolan. Oh, wow. What a great So I was out too. in New York. Like I have a really good friend. We grew up together in Pittsburgh, but he, he works for Howard Stern. He's been with Stern for years and years and years. So wow. obviously he's got connections. But I, we, I was out there covering, I, I believe it was a Halo 5 event. And my buddy's like, hey, we're going to go watch the, the premiere of Interstellar. I'm like, all right, cool. I didn't even think about it. We get there, and no fucking joke, this is in New York City. I'm in the theater with Christopher Nolan, McConaughey, uh, John no. Gal, all of them. Like, all the stars wow. from the movie were there. We watch it. Then we go to, I think it was uh, one of the famous parks there in New York City. Not Central Park, but something like that. I mean, you New York City people probably know what I'm talking about. No. But they had a huge <laughs> after party there. Nolan just sitting there chilling, talking to people. Yeah, it's, it's a fucking experience. I mean, it's surreal when you're sitting there and you just watch the movie and you're like, wait. Wait, that yeah, he made that. That guy right there made Dude. that. And that guy hey, right you never there know. Um, maybe in a... Maybe in a little bit, uh, you know, Star Wars starts sending you out to uh, cover the uh, premiere oh, for yeah, Star shit. Wars Time that'd, Show. That'd be you fantastic. Well, we never know. We need we need to get uh, our our downloads to about ten thousand an episode. Then maybe I maybe I'll have a big enough dick to swing around. And be like, hey, <laughs> better get these SWT bros out to some of these events. Because I, I mean, I I know the game, dude. I mean, being in the video game media for a while, I mean, it, it's all about. How many likes? How many followers? What's your unique traffic a month? How many people are clicking on this? So on and so forth. So It's going to happen. One day. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Yeah. Keep it positive. So anyways, there's your PSA. Try to win yourself something. Just not 
too much because I want to win. So (laughs) I've told you to go try and win, but what I'm really saying is don't enter. All right, uh, moving on to the next one here. I don't know, Jared, if you're into this show, uh, but Star Wars Resistance returned this week. We got the first episode of the final season, which is just the second season of the show. This is a, uh, I think it airs on Disney XD Sunday evenings. Uh, And the first episode is called Into the Unknown. We're not going to dive into it because yours truly already put out a YouTube video doing a recap and review of the episode, as well as a video breaking down all of the Easter egg and Star Wars franchise references found in the episode. But I did just kind of want to mention that the show's back and wanted to ask Jared here if this is anything you get into, why or why not, time. Well, I I haven't watched a second of of, uh, Resistance yet. I mean... I don't have like cable, cable, so I don't have a like a real way to watch Resistance yet. So once I'm assuming it's probably going to be on Disney Plus. I hope. You would think so, uh, and I believe if you go to Disney XD the day after, you can still watch them even without like a cable subscription. Oh, really? Uh, I know oh. they they on Star Wars Kids YouTube they released the full first episode of the season. They they tend to do that where the first episode they'll release it full on YouTube. Well, I uh, I'll might do that, or I might wait till Disney Plus is out, and then I can binge it. Because there's a lot of really cool things I've seen from this show. And you yeah, guys have I, said I just, a lot of great things about it. Right. I mean, Nick and I, when it first debuted, we enjoyed it enough that we dedicated our... You know, we, we try to do two shows a week. And when Resistance was going, we actually dedicated a show to breaking down every new episode of Resistance. I don't know if we're going to do that this season, but it is. It's a good show. It's just it's one of those that, unfortunately, if, if you get down in the muck with some of the trolls, it's been dragged down because they, you know, blame it blame all of their perceived Star Wars problems on anything that Disney creates that isn't essentially original trilogy Star Wars. So, I mean, it, it's got shit on. I mean, there's shit posts on it. There's shit videos on it. Like, haha, look, there's more down votes than up votes on the trailer for this stupid-ass Disney animated blah, 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 it's blah. It's so blah, annoying. That's just like, it, it there's is. no it, reason for any of it. There really well, is Well, I none. just... I feel at some point, a lot of times, it's just these people, they get some sense of power from shit posting or Twitter hating, yeah. this, that, and the other thing. I mean, it is what it is. I don't need that. I don't need that type of gratification in life. But it's, I, I still contend if you really do like Star Wars, the universe of Star Wars, what's the universe Star Wars means and the stories that can be told in it, it's a good show. I mean, it, it crosses in with events from the. Uh, Age of Resistance movies, some of the characters were on the first season, some of them are now in the second season, and, and really the, the cast of, of Kaz, the, the lead character, and Niku, I mean, they're, they're fun people, they're, they're good Star Wars characters, so, yeah, I know you haven't seen it yet, Jared, but I, I recommend giving it a chance, and I think I you're, you're, you're right, you should it. just save it for binging and just go season one into two. Yeah, I plan on it for sure. So it's out now, though, for those of you that are fans or just a little selfless promotion here. If you just want to get recaps, reviews or find out if there are any Easter eggs from old Star Wars movies or hell, I found stuff from aliens in this premiere episode. So you never know what I'm going to find in these videos, but I'll do those every week after a new episode, usually on Monday. You can grab them on StarWarsTime.net or YouTube.com slash Show. All right, uh, getting into some art. Jared, I don't know if you're much of a lover of Star Wars art. Obviously, you make your own art with the toy photography. I don't know <laughs> if you're like me and you also appreciate the traditional art, you know, illustrations, paintings, whatever. I do. 
Okay, one of my favorite guys that I, I found through Star Wars Time Show is this super scoundrel character. I don't know if you've seen any of his shares on Star Wars Time yeah. Show. Yeah, he's dude. amazing. I've talked to him a couple of times, and All I right. found him through you guys, but he's, yeah, he's absolutely amazing. He his specializes fucking, in troopers, too, which is yeah, great, too. His illustrations, my friends, are, are to die for, but that, that's not who we're talking about, but we'll give him a plug because it's fantastic art. We're talking about Eric Tan, who's someone who I guarantee as soon as I said that name, if you've been in the Star Wars or Star Wars art or just collecting Star Wars posters for the Skywalker saga, you know who this man is. So Eric Tan was commissioned years ago to create uh, essentially movie posters for all nine Skywalker saga films. And last week, he released his final one, which is for The Rise of Skywalker. And just like the not eight before it, man, it is, it's a, it's a piece of art. It truly is art. I know it's a yeah. poster. It's a movie poster about a sci-fi <laughs> fake-ass series. But it's just, it's beautiful. And he, he does this with every movie. He somehow encapul- encapsulates the, the main characters as well as some of the action and just kind of the gist of the film and here it's clearly kylo's bad guys versus ray and the good guys yeah and what i what i really love about these is they're they're very like it looks like a propaganda poster right it's totally got that feel for me yeah their their dimensions aren't standard like theatrical poster they're very yeah they're tall very tall and narrow you know they're they're not very wide they're they're more of a tall poster uh these are posters, though, that you can't get for any amount of decent money. I mean, they sell out as soon as they go live, Ugh. and then you're left trying to track them down in the black market. I think this one went up last week for NYCC. I guarantee you it's gone. I guarantee it's sold out immediately uh, because Tan is just amazing. I know, Jared, you said you went through, after I shared this with you, you went through and looked at some of his other stuff. Any of the yeah. other movie posters really stand out for you? Yeah, actually, yeah, I'm looking at him right now. I love how, like, on his most recent post, he's got all nine of them laid out here. And I really love the Last Jedi one. That uh, Just the, the red just pops so much. And then the Phantom Menace one is really cool. And I really like the uh, Empire Strikes Back one with the, yeah, uh, the well. strong white and the black. They're yeah, so dude, nice. I, I'm right with you. I mean, if we want to go by the trilogies, I'd, I'd have to agree. I think The Last Jedi is my favorite from Resistance. Empire is, to me, I mean, it's not even a contest. I mean, Empire just yeah. owns the Age of Rebellion. It's just, I mean, look so at much. Vader. He just takes up that bottom half, and then you got the AT-AT there, and you got Mr. Pruneface in the background. <laughs> and then uh, from the age of republic yeah dude i mean maul owns all we, we went over this last week i mean phantom menace is Jared's yeah. favorite film and to me it's the best prequel so yeah i'm definitely going with that and it, it's accentuated by maul up there in the corner just love that yeah and they, they all have a very like clear theme for each one and like on the bottom of each poster you can see like the the main hero uh like their back so the, of the age yep. of uh the republic it's all anakin and then um, uh, the age rebellion. of trying to get the age of the of the these rebellion age of the rebellion. <laughs> yeah, we got <laughs> uh, Luke from behind, uh, and then age of the resistance. We got Ray. It's 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 really yeah. so awesome. And that usually has a a main face in the top right corner of every right. shot too. Uh, yeah, I mean it's fantastic stuff. So if you love yourself. 
some Star Wars fan art. You can't really even call this fan art because he's getting paid for it, but he's clearly <laughs> a huge fan. I mean, really, Eric Tan's gallery on, on IG is well worth a follow. I mean, even if Absolutely. you're just a, a toy person, you, you will like what this guy does. Uh, he 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 works at Walt Disney. He's he's no fool. I mean, the he's got some skills. You don't just end up at Walt Disney making creative design stuff for fun. So, check him out. Yep. That's Eric Tan. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, Eric Tan Art, all one word. All right, my friend. So we're, we're moving into some of the bread and butter here, and that's you know speculative content for the Rise of Skywalker. It's hell, dude. I, I'm still surprised that pre-orders aren't out yet i'm still taking it to the bank we're gonna get the next full-length trailer on this upcoming monday the 14th i believe it's going to be one of those monday night football reveals that disney is known to do because in the end they own espn they own abc so why not take advantage of your networks and a show that a lot of people will be watching so uh, i do believe that's the day we're getting the trailer now, in terms of some other things, we've got a look at Dominic Monaghan. Everyone should know him. He's Mary from The Lord of the Rings, or he's Charlie from Lost. If you don't know who he is, I don't know why you're even alive. I mean, the guy's been <laughs> in some of the greatest geeky properties in right. the past two decades. I mean, just yeah, he's Mac awesome. Daddy. Uh, I, I love the guy. I've been a big fan since The Lord of the Rings, and I like that he got cast in... Tross, but uh, Jerry, we finally got a look at what his character is going to look like. Uh, we knew he was going to be with the Resistance, but now we get a shot of him here, all, all decked out. He does look very Resistance-y. I guess my question for you is, do you think Dom's going to be more of kind of like a a Snap Wexley character from TFA? Yeah. You know, Greg Grunberg, yes. who's like JJ's childhood friend. He's been in everything JJ's ever done. Or do you think he's going to have some sort of impact role? I think he's going to be like the like Snap Wexley, like you were saying. I think he's going to be in there a little bit, have a few lines, and uh, look like a resistance guy. And he's going to probably look great doing it. And that'll be it. And I'll be happy with it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think he's going to drastically or dramatically alter the narrative or the plot in the Rise of Skywalker. I mean, he right. he very well could be an officer of some sort. You know, maybe a direct report to to Leia when uh, she's still around, or, or Poe, or you know, who knows? Maybe he's Snap Wexley's direct report. You just don't know. But typically. Yeah. J.J. throws his, his boys and girls into his projects. I mean, that's why Carrie Russell's here as Zori. Uh, you got to love the guy. I mean, it, it's too bad you and I didn't meet someone like a J.J. when we were little kids, you know? Right. We could I, I'm not kidding. Fighters. Like Greg, Greg Grunberg or whatever the fuck his name is, Grunwald or something like that, he's literally only had an acting career because of J.J. Really? I remember I mean, he's seeing only him been on... in JJ. Pro- I think the only JJ project he was tied to that JJ didn't have a direct hand in was Heroes. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. Like that's where I've only really seen him is, uh, for the most part, was in Heroes. Yeah, I but like, I mean, he JJ was. Heroes? No, <laughs> no. Well, not that I know <laughs> of. I mean, who knows? No, uh, but no, no. I believe he was in uh, Alias, which was one of JJ's first TV series. Right. Yeah, Obviously, he that. brought him in the TFA. Uh, like I said, they're just they're best butts and that'd be fantastic uh you know i've got a buddy that works for howard stern never got anything cool like this got another buddy who's, who's the the stunt coordinator for a lot of the marvel netflix shows that are now gone 
never got anything cool like, you know, getting a cameo or a character in a Star Wars movie. So I guess I got to get better at picking my friends, right? Yeah, we got to get some connections. Yeah, totally. I yeah. mean, let's, let's go. We, we're going to have to start leaning on you, Mr. Disney, right? I mean, you've got all the big connects now in, in Disney PR. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, before you know it, Jared's going to be directing the next Star Wars movie at this point. I'd be the, the Michael Bay of... <laughs> yeah. Of the... Hell yeah. A Sir Dork production. It's just a picture. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> like, that'd be the whole trailer, just shit blown up. And then you'd see... His blowtorch come floating across the screen in zero G, like spinning, and th- you know that 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 somehow be incorporated in, in, into your studio's logo. But yeah, okay, sorry that would. that was that's definitely a mad tangent there. We just went on. You sh- if you guys could only see me when I'm on these casts, like how animated I get with my hands and stuff, uh, it, it's it's kind of weird actually. Uh, we also got I, I kind of forgot this was in this post here, Jared, but there's a rumor going around. I don't know if you want to see this because I guess it could be a potential spoiler. Hmm. Uh, so I guess That's all right. spoiler That's all right. alert, even though it. this is kind of a long shot rumor here. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler! Spoiler. All right. So according to Rebel Force Radio, which is one of the most popular Star Wars podcasts on the planet, and right. people, we need you out there, the Star Wars Time Army, to rate, like, review, comment. That's how we rise the ranks on iTunes, yes. Spotify, all that fun stuff. Do it. It's not really about how many downloads we get. It's about how many people are rating it. Do you like it? Click on a star. If you don't, click on a star. It works the same, <laughs> right? But anyways, man, they're reporting that one Dennis Lawson may reprise his role as Wedge in The Rise of Skywalker. Hell yeah. What do you think Why about not? that? Why right? not, you know? I mean, it makes sense. I feel... I'm not. I'm not going to just come out here and say this is a bunch of bullshit. Uh, it, it would make perfect sense. It would be a nice nod. Uh, I think at this point, Lucasfilm, Disney, they've tried to do things to make up for the death of Carrie Fisher. Uh, I still believe if she never died, she would have been. She would have had a main fucking arc. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was. You know, Han got the first movie. Luke got the second. Leia was going to get the third. She was clearly going to have a reckoning with her son. I mean clearly uh but she's gone so I, I think that's why the pivot's been made i think that's why billy d was brought back in for lando and i think that could right. be if this wedge rumor's true it all kind of ties into the fact that carrie passed and they kind of had to you know get that old trilogy nostalgia baked in somehow yeah i think it's perfect to add in there like seeing him as a resistance pilot Hell yeah, that'd be so yeah, cool. Yeah, e- even if it's just, you know, maybe Leia hits him up and he's maybe he's a, a governor of a system at this point. And she's like, hey, dude, no one's hearing the resistance call. Everyone left our asses on crate. We still barely have an armada. What can you do for me, buddy? You know, so, something like that. So, uh, yeah, I, I would be all for it. I mean, a- yeah, anything that, that, that kind of makes a nod to the original trilogy. And hell, even to the prequels at this point, I, I was still amazed that... Luke threw out the term Darth Sidious in TLJ. I mean, I still think it's one of the dumbest fucking Sith names I've ever heard. <laughs> but the fact that Ryan infused some of the prequel narrative into this stuff, it was fun. I mean, that, that made me very happy. Yeah, yeah, this is the big tie-in, my friends. We, we've been told that the Skywalker saga is supposed to wrap with nine, which means you have to touch on the Skywalkers of one, two, and three. 
okay, does that mean we're getting Anakin? I don't know, but I hope so. it would kind of make sense if you're trying to so. wrap this all up. Yeah, I mean, if fucking Palpatine can make it, Anakin can can pop up here or there, right. even if he's just Force Ghost guy. Yeah. Um, now, I guess my question to you, if he does Force Ghost, do you want long hair Anakin or do you want Anakin that maybe got a haircut in between his death and this mm. visiting whoever in Tross? Well, I mean, if we found out that there's ways to cut your hair, you know, in the uh, <laughs> the living force, then yeah. yes, please. I want the short hair Anakin. But uh, I think it would make sense to see some long hair Anakin. I think that'd be uh, cool. I still go back to... Every other motherfucking Force ghost has reappeared as the version of themselves when they died. So it never made sense to me when George refucked Jedi's ending that he brought Hayden's Anakin in. Well, if you think about it, that's when Anakin Skywalker died. And then when Darth Vader... Well, not technically, because right, because he did, end, he was good in the end. You're right. You're right. In the end, right. I mean, his dad does say, "Luke, you were right. You were right about me." Yeah, no, you're I right. Mean, he 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 died as Anakin. At least in my opinion, he died as no. Anakin. Not no, as you're Vader. right. You're right. And the goddamn maker himself <laughs> had him come back as old man Anakin as a ghost. But then you know, ten, thirteen years later, he's like, "Yeah, fuck it. I got these new computer toys. I'm gonna go ahead and just do this shit. Why not? Fuck it." No one cares about the Ewok celebration song except everybody. Yub nub <laughs> motherfucker. All right. I, I like the change. I like the change because I, I just, as much as I can get to bridge all the movies together like that, I think it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 The change, the Jedi. Yeah. Oh no. Well, I'm gonna yeah, to I like disagree the with that. The the ending, the Jedi, where they put in that circle jerk song, like the. Da, 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 da. And they go around to all the various locations we've seen in the movies, and people are cheering. Yeah. Okay. I like that. All right. I like that. I'll give you that, but why take out the fucking Yub Nub? I mean, that, the, the Yub Nub song, the Ewok Celebration song, is one of the greatest songs in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. They could, they could have found a way to, I mean, easily to add and still keep other things. You don't have to take something out to add something. You know, like, I don't know. I'm I'm mostly salty over the over the song being removed. I mean, I I can get over young Anakin being thrown in there. It makes no fucking sense, but fine. I even got I've even gotten used to this point. Vader yelling no when he makes the decision to save Luke, and at first that fucking drove me nuts. I'm like, George, we just leave these movies alone, dude. You know they're good. We love them. Why the fuck do you got to do stuff like this? But now, honestly, I look at him like. I don't know. I guess the no kind of does add a little bit, even though it still sounds clunky, and it makes me think about his really stupid no in Sith, where he's yeah. stumbles out like Frankenstein, <laughs> like no. It's like, yep, my Darth Vader got neutered by the prequels, but we'll leave it at that. All right, so yeah, Dom probably not going to be anything special in Resistance, but we're glad he's there. Yeah. And if Wedge shows up in Tross, we both kind of think it would be awesome. Heck yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah, why not? That is a moment, if it does happen, that I know I have not spoiled for myself by reading leaks on Reddit like a fucking asshole. Uh, I can now confirm to people, if you've ever been sitting there going, should I ever read leaks and shit on Reddit? No. And I knew that answer before I got into it, but 
I, I've do let it. some of the some of the Star Wars Time Nation kind of, you know, poke me a bit. Like, hey, you guys ever going to talk about this stuff? You know, we want to hear about it. And it's like, okay, well, they're asking for it. I guess we got to do it. And then I do it. You and all it I want to do us. is drink bleach. I want to drink bleach, and I want to take gasoline and pour it into my eyeballs. So, speaking of spoilers, I know a lot about this next character that I'm not going to reveal on this cast because I don't want to spoil my man's uh, potential vision of the Rise of Skywalker. But we did get a, an official still from Lucasfilm of a new character, an alien character that's going to show up in the Rise of Skywalker. And I have a feeling uh, this guy's going to become an instant classic, at least with me. I already love him. I love him for his name, I love him for his size, and I love him for what he's probably going to do in the movie, and we're talking about the droid smith, Babu Frick. Mr. Frick. How do you like that name? I love the name. The first time when I I saw the uh, the post on Instagram about him, I made a comment. I said, he's too Frick and cute, (laughs) and it got eight likes. There you go. So that's pretty cool. That's why this guy makes the big bucks on social social media. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so Babu, all we've been told from StarWars.com is that he's an Anzellan droid smith who works with the Spice run- Runners of Kijimi. Uh, so a little backstory, Kijimi has been described as a, as a snowy planet. Uh, mm. I believe it's been revealed that that's where the Thieves Guild is at. Uh, so it's more than likely where we're going to run into Zori Bliss in the movie, right? So right. far, okay. no spoilers. I'm not going to get into them, people. You can keep listening. But I have I know some stuff about Babu, right? Me and Babu, we go back. But Babu, if you just read what he does, Jared, what is he? He's a droid smith. Right. What have we seen from the trailers with our droids? Well, we see um, C-3PO with these pretty beautiful red eyeballs. Okay, so if we put two and two together... There's yeah, a good chance clear. that Babu and C-3PO may cross paths and C-3PO's red eyes may have something to do with Babu. Who knows? Right. He is a and droid we saw, um, we saw in the, the one Black Series figure right. coming out that uh, includes 3PO and Babu in okay, the same so I, Like I said, we haven't spoiled anything yet. All this has been officially released <laughs> from Lucasfilm. Uh, it's all been greenlit. They're the other ones that released the image, but it, it shouldn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how Babu may be involved in, in Tross. I mean, he is a droid smith. He's going to be on a planet that we know the a- some action is going to take place on. Um, so, if you like, I said, do the math here. Good chance that a droid smith will be working on a droid. And so far, the only droid we've seen besides Dio is. 3PO? No one fucking knows where R2's at, by the way. Which I think, to me, is one of the most interesting things yet about Tross, is the fact that R2 has been nowhere to be seen. He better, They better do R2 some justice in this movie, I, that's all I gotta say. That, dude, I, I honestly think they, they have something huge planned for him. Like It's almost as if somebody, Leia, maybe Luke through the Force, has sent him off on some critical mission... And that little fucker, just like he's pretty much done in every movie up until the the Dizzy movies, because he's kind of like like Luke did, just kind of tapped uh, out. My biggest he's, complaint. He saved the day. I, I mean, I think people forget without R two D two, there is no Skywalker saga. I mean, Literally nothing. He saves. He's the, day. the reason why Padme was able to get off in Naboo. That's yep. it. 
he's he saved the day a thousand times. I mean, R2-D2 is the true hero of the Star Wars saga, whether you want to believe it or not. Right. right? Without him, all of our heroes would be squished in a trash compactor. Exactly. Without yeah. him, Luke would still be jumping up and down on that diving board on the skiff, getting ready to jump into a motherfucking Sarlacc pit. Right. Right. Who smuggled in his weapon? Not Luke. Not R2. fucking Luke. R2-D2. So. Yep. Mark my words, my friends, R2-D2 is going to do something insane in Tross. And, and I have theories based on some of the things I've read, but we're not going to get into that. I, I think he's going to save the day, and I think he's really going to come through for his buddy, too, in the end. Let's just leave it at that. I hope so. All right. So, uh, like I said, we'll, we'll, I think we already... I didn't read the full quote here. So the the tiny and Zellin droid Smith first glimpse in toy form during the Triple Force Friday livestream event works among the spice runners of Kajimi and can reprogram or modify virtually any droid, regardless of the security measures protecting its systems. Hint, hint, hint. <laughs> right? I mean, that's the official description from StarWars.com. So take that for what it is. Do your Star Wars speculation math, and I think you can probably cook up some scenarios of how Babu Frick's going to get mixed up in the action. Yeah. All right, man. We got another good one here for The Rise of Skywalker, and this comes from the Empire issue, which I believe is out now on store shelves. It's the big Empire Star Wars issue. You got the multiple collectible covers, so on and so forth. Uh, but they had an interview in there from Chris Terrio, who is one of the co-writers of The Rise of Skywalker. He had to kind of come in with J.J. and re-envision the film after Colin's ass got tossed out, after Carrie died, which would have required heavy script edits. Uh, but in this article, Jared, he was he was talking with Empire, and he pretty much broke it down to two questions that helped to fuel the events that they cooked up for Tross, right? So there, there are two guiding questions that the writers used as they were penning Tross to kind of figure out how they wanted the film to go. Um, so the first question was, who is Ray? Mm. Right? I mean, I, I'm assuming as a fan, that's probably a question you've been asking yourself since the right. first time you saw her. <clears throat> in the Rex Star Destroyer on Jakku, right? So who is Yes, yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest question everybody's been asking since then. Uh, I mean, Ryan kind of gave us a, a non-answer. I mean, it's very yeah. ambiguous. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not a Ryan Johnson hater like some people. I, I like the man. I think he did a good job. Yeah. He made a slightly different t- take on Star Wars. Uh, I guess some people hate that. Some people enjoy it. Either way, I, I, I didn't mind it at all. I'm not saying TLJ is my favorite movie, but I definitely don't hate it, and it ranks higher than all three of the prequels in my book. Ooh. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you're always going to get that from me, my friend. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was born in 80, grew up with the good ones, suffered through those, and now we're in the Disney stuff, but is what it is. Like I said, I can't forgive the prequels for what they did to my man Darth Vader. They neutered him. Neutered him. Turned him into a whiny San Hayton wuss i mean for a lack of a better term i mean it's a valid I, point i never see the the hulking badass blowing through the tanty four doors now i just see no is she safe sand bah! obi-wan hold me back bah! <laughs> okay sorry sorry we had, we had some redemption in rogue one so that's a, that's good yeah exactly man 
all, all I need is that in my life. I need a Vader standalone movie. I mean, fuck, fuck standalone this or KOTOR, Old Republic, that. Make a trilogy about Darth yeah. as Vader. Like yeah, picking up right after episode three. Yes. You've already got the stories for you in the comics. They're fantastic. I mean, Vader is the best character in all of Star Wars if you just show it in the movies. In the comics, the video games, other writers have shown the torment that motherfucker lives through. Yeah. I mean, literally, There's so he's much in a, to tell. He's just in a state of current anger, pain, hurt, suffering, and he loves being there because that what fuels his power and allows him to forget about all the shit that he did that ended up making him feel like a piece of crap. But anyways, back to uh, the question, who is Ray? All right, we didn't really get the answer in TLJ. Uh, I still contend. I, I like the way Ryan approached it. I I do not want her to be a Skywalker, a Kenobi. It's just too fucking convenient. Yeah, I don't I think you have to be a Skywalker to be a Force God. I mean, shit, it's already been proven. People, those of you to get angry about it. I mean, was Yoda a Skywalker? No. Was Mace Windu a Skywalker? No. Qui Gon? No. Kiadamudi? No. Right? You don't have to be a fucking right. Skywalker to be a powerful Force user. Okay. I think that's one of the things Ryan and everyone was trying to establish in TLJ just to set up future Star Wars. Because, again, my friends, Skywalker shit's done after this movie. Yep. Whether you like it or not, you're going to be getting new type of Star Wars. So get ready for it. But I, I still believe, like I said, Johnson was playing a, a kind of a coy game there. And, and you know, when, whenever you have someone that dabbles in the dark side tell you something, there's a good chance you can't trust what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay? You said it. Right? I mean, yeah, heart I, raised, I, pairs, I drugs. Didn't, Who knows? No, I, I definitely didn't believe Kylo when he said that. I was like, no, nope. She's yeah, something I mean, more than that. Right. He, he was just trying to get her to, to join his side with whatever right. tactic he thought would work, and clearly he didn't figure her out. I mean... Even though she's not a full-on Jedi, per se, by the definition, she definitely leans towards the light. And I, you, you can make the argument she's got an even stronger pull to the light than the Skywalkers did. I mean, clearly Anakin fucking, he really struggled with his pull. Ben Solo struggled even more greatly than Anakin did. I mean, he was just like, I need to be bad because it seems right. like the right thing to do. Uh, even Luke felt the pull a bit on Dagobah, and he even tapped into it in Return of the Jedi. So Ray yeah. so far has been able to kind of see it and I guess appreciate the darkness, but not succumb to it. So we might see a little more of that in uh Yeah, so and really though. as we get back to this piece, I'm sorry I've kind of taken you on a insane tangent. <laughs> but back to what Terry was saying, the guiding questions here. Who is Ray? So let me read the quote for you, Jared, and then we'll kind of riff on this here. So Terry explains the question of who is Ray. One of them is simple. Who is Ray? Which is a question that people not only wonder about quite literally, but wonder about in the spiritual sense. How can Ray become the spiritual heir to the Jedi? We kept coming back to who is Ray? And how can we give the most satisfying answer to that, not only factually, because obviously people are interested in whether there is more to be learned of Ray's story. But more importantly, who is she as a character? How will she find the courage and will and inner strength and power to carry on what she's inherited? I like that statement. There's a lot to unpack there. Right. It's a good way to dodge the uh, question, too, all at the same time. 
Well, I mean, he's the one that posed the question of uh, who was Ray. I and mean, that's kind of what he posed to himself when he was writing the script. How do we gotcha. get to this? How, how do we pay off on this question, right? Uh, so I think that that that's going to lead to some story beats. And you probably are, if this is one of the defining questions of how the script is formed, you're probably going to get some answers. And he's telling you in this quote, you're probably going to get some factual answers as Ray is this person's relative or not, as well as who is Ray as a person that she's going to be able to shoulder essentially becoming the legend of the galaxy, just like Luke did during his time during the rebellion. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to learn quite a bit then, not just who she is, but also who yeah, she like, is. What makes up her character? Why has she been able to resist the shit that Ben never was able to? Is she going to be able to carry that on? I mean, uh, could the threat of Palpatine change who Rey is? I don't know. It's all exciting stuff. I mean, there's rumors out there that maybe she's related to him somehow. I don't know how that works, but... We could find out. I mean, yeah. Either way, I can't wait. I'm. I really can't wait. We're still over two months away. It'll still be here before you know it. And like I said earlier, I mean, it's surprising that pre-orders aren't open. But if we stick to my take it to the bank prediction, I have a feeling when the new trailer releases next week that that's when pre-orders will go live as well. Yeah, um, that makes sense. And I'm dreading that because I just I remember what happened with the Endgame pre-orders. That was a fucking nightmare. Oh, it sells out I, instantly. Dude, it was, it was ridiculous. I mean, Avengers Endgame essentially broke the movie internet for almost an entire day. And yeah, I, I mean, I it broke AMC. It, it broke uh, MoviePass when it still existed. It, it, it broke Pass. Fandango. I mean, any movie site got hammered by people wanting to see Endgame day one. And I think there's going to be a, a similar demand. I don't think it's going to be as strong as Endgame. Uh, but I, it's going to be an itchy type of day for myself. And, and yeah. in the end, I know I'm going to get the fucking tickets. But the way my brain operates, I'm going to be FOMOing until I see my transaction go through and I've got <laughs> the tickets in my Apple wallet. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's all down to luck, really. Yeah, I, I, I don't you know can... where you live. I mean, so sometimes if you live in the sticks, you've got a great chance of not worrying about the, the pre, pre, pre-order rush for movie tickets. Uh, I live in Columbus, Ohio. It's, it's not the, hu- the the biggest metropolitan area, but it is still pretty huge. I think we have over a million people. So my, my shit fills up quick. So I, I get really nervous. I'm like, am I going to get the best screening? Is it going to be in Dolby Cinema? Oh, my God. What if I have to do IMAX and I'm sitting right next to someone and I don't get a recliner seat? Ah! <laughs> it's all the shit that like, goes through my head and probably why I'm going to die of a stroke at a very young age. But either way, you're seeing Star Wars, so that's what, that's yeah, what damn, matters. Yeah, damn Skippy. And, and that just kind of adds to the stress, so we'll see. But it, it sounds like we're, we're at least going to see a narrative that, that uh, exposes who Rey is, not only factually but also spiritually, as Terrio said here. Um, so I like it. So the second question that he used alongside, a- alongside Abrams to dictate or formulate the script for Tross, and, and this one I think is going to yield some fantastic imagery in Tross, but how strong is the Force, dude? I mean, mm. that's a heavy topic if you think about it. Um, yeah, so I'll read his quote here and we'll, we'll kind of parse it out. So the second one is referring to the questions. How strong is the Force? It sounds a little simple, but actually when you get down to it, that sort of Zen 
koan that we would really meditate on. No clue if I said that correctly. Not literally in yoga pose or anything, but like we would discuss, what is the force and how strong is the force? Those two things were really important. Okay, so... Yeah, that's... It's a very interesting question, right? I mean, I I know fans and geeks and Star Wars nerds have probably had these debates. Like, is the Force... I mean, I I saw these debates going on in some of Rebel Rebel Jawa's mashup posts he was doing with Thanos and Vader. I mean, he was was getting, like, threats of people like, fuck you, dude. Darth Vader would never get taken out by Thanos. Motherfucker's got the Force. I mean, he just squished his head and blah, blah, blah. And then the Marvel people like, fuck you, man. The Infinity Stones are essentially created from the Force, so Thanos has the Force too. You know, you know what I mean. But that, that's essentially make assumptions like that. <laughs> it's what it's what us geeks do, right? I mean, we, right. we stress out over not real life. That's true. That's what we do, and that's what always amazes me. Like the ones that get nuts, and they're like, "Oh, it's ruining my childhood," and they're literally giving themselves, uh, you know, heartache over these movies. It's like. All right, it's a movie. I, I, when I got through the prequels and when I really reflected, I was like, man, those really didn't quite live up to my expectations of where I thought George was going to go to tell these stories, and yet bummed me out. And there were there was a time where I didn't really pay attention to Star Wars, and that it's also because George kind of put it to bed after Sith. I'm just like, yeah, I think I'm done I'm taking my ball. I'm going home. I'm tired of getting kicked in the mouth from all you asshole fans and critics. Yeah, you know, so I kind of tuned out of Star Wars, but once the Disney acquisition, I was like, "Hey, let's break it out again." So, but no one's really approached the concept of the power of the Force, and and I've always kind of taken it the way it's been explained. It is the ultimate power in nerddom. I, I believe someone with the Force could beat anyone else. I'm talking superheroes, Superman, uh, Batman, Green Lantern, you name it. That's my yeah, stance. Yeah. And it's something that, like, we know it's strong, but, like, we don't know how strong it is. Like, in every movie, we learn that it, it, it does this, too, and you can do this. And it's just, like, it's something that's just constantly growing. And, like, you know, we, we have no idea how, how powerful it really is. Exactly. And, and like you said, I mean, obviously, in the original trilogy, they barely explored it. I mean, essentially, what Ray tells Luke and TLJ is pretty much how the Force is shown in the original trilogy. You can use it to move rocks, right? You can move it to (laughs) levitate stuff. I mean, think about it. The original trilogy, yeah, Luke kind of did a really high backflip once. (laughs) Um, Vader threw his lightsaber and it just kind of fell to the ground. Palpatine used Force lightning, but that was about it. I mean, they they used the Force to... Essentially, it's telekinesis, right, to to lift stuff up and down. Mind trick, there you go. And maybe it aided them in their fighting, but that's it. And we saw it expand a bit in the prequels, but even then he rolled it right back. I mean, essentially in Phantom Menace, they were were motherfucking superheroes. I mean, they had flash speed. They were jumping from 30, 40, 50 feet. And then... He just kind of rolled all that back. I mean, you didn't really get to see any crazy force powers in clones or Sith. I mean, it was still your standard. You can use it to push stuff, lift stuff, levitate stuff. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we finally... Biggest... Go ahead. I was say, our biggest uh, jumps have been in the last uh, Yeah. Last Jedi and uh, Force Awakens. We got right. a lot of new stuff. 
Um, I mean, the Force Awakens, we got Kylo's ability to literally freeze fucking bolts, uh, oh. blaster bolts in midair. That for, blew my for, mind. For minutes, like, I mean, he didn't even have to try. Once he froze it, he didn't even have to focus on it. He sat there, murdered Lor Santeca, interrogated Poe, killed an entire village of villagers, and then walked away. And once he and then was went, out yeah. of sight, then it went down. <laughs> yep. Uh, he so also cool. used the the new type of it was almost like a mind meld, like a Vulcan right, mind meld. Read their minds. Yeah, I mean he can get in there and read minds. And then in TLJ we had the whole fucking force bond thing where they could yep. see each other. Uh, and we've heard rumors that we're going to see even newer and greater force powers in Tross. Like I yeah, said, sure I've, I've I've spoiled one of them for myself. I'm not going to break it down here because Jared is a good boy. Uh, but let's just say we're probably going to see a lot of the new Force stuff coming from our homegirl. Uh, let's just say right. Ray, Ray's been, Ray's probably been reading those those Jedi books she ganked <laughs> from the tree, and she's probably been you know getting a little training from old lady Leia here and there. But uh, I have a feeling Ray's going to wow some people with with what she's learned since the last time we've seen her. And what was the? Uh, I know that this one was talked about. It's like Flash, um, uh, like Force Flash? Flash fights is what I think. Yeah. making Star Wars uh, was kind of saying he, he was describing of of moments that he saw. But I believe he's they've kind of gone back on that now that more leaks have come out. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. But they they are Kylo and Ray are going to have more of their Force walkie talkie shit. I don't think that's going <laughs> to spoil anything. You know what I mean? Like they're they're yeah, going to be mean. able to tap into each other's uh, through the force again and kind of talk to each other and maybe figure out where each of them is at. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's crazy to think that we're going to see something even more powerful than that. And and the one thing I know about, I think people are. I don't know how they're going to react to it. Uh, I like it. I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. Uh, but it may be a little too comic booky, and I'll just kind of leave that one lie there. So those All right. you wanna, I like the sound of that. Yeah, if you want to dabble into w- what some of these new Force powers could be, you can always go check out the Jedi Paxis leaks on Star Wars Reddit under Star Wars Leaks. Uh, but good luck, because I- I'm telling you, I-, I think that dude has got a pretty fair grasp on all three acts of the movie, so... If you don't want to fuck it all up for yourself like I did, don't do it. Don't do it. Nope. Not me. I think, yeah, I think I've blown some pretty <laughs> excellent surprise scenes that I would like to, I would oh, have man. liked to have witnessed firsthand, but oh well. All right, man. Well, that kind of gets us through all of our, our coverage on the Star Wars news. As always, I went longer than I thought, but... Guess what? Those of you that stuck around or those of you that I know you're just tuning in to this timestamp because I put it in the damn Instagram posts like an idiot <laughs> when you should be listening to the whole episode. But I know there's, there's some of you don't have enough time. It is what it is. You're just coming here to hear us praise you. And that is the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week. And yeah. we got a slight change to the formula this week, my friends. And that's because Sir Dork himself made the picks. So as, yes, as and it was usual, an honor to do so. Heck yeah, I, very I, I like this. Because, I mean, quite frankly, I did these last week, and I'm the one that shares them all throughout the week anyway, so I don't want to be the one picking the top five uh, because I, I pretty much do all this. I see them all. I appreciate them all. I would I would put them all into the top. 
So it was nice <laughs> to have Jared here kind of whittle down the top five shots from our Star Wars uh, Time Show Instagram account. So these would have been shots that uh, were posted on our account on IG between 929 and 10.6. So pretty much um, all the way up until this past Sunday. Right. It definitely wasn't easy. Definitely wasn't easy. There's so many amazing shots. I mean, I'm telling you right now, it's not easy every morning when I'm going through the hashtag or people that have tagged us or just ones I see. It's it's hard. Like, oh, should I share that one? Oh, I just shared him yesterday. Should I do it again? I don't know. And then before you know it, I'm having a conversation with myself and losing time. Uh, (laughs) But let's go ahead and get into this, Jared. I'll let you kick it off with your first selection for the top five. All right. First one is from uh, my man, Sunset Doom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I've been following him for a while. This is actually like a new account that he made. He used to be on uh, Count Von Doom. Um, always, always beautiful work. So this is this is one of, uh, we got Gree here. Uh, the Black Series figure uh, came out, the Toys R Us exclusive a while ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's got, looks like uh, Order 66 going on. It looks like he's got Palpatine in the uh, hologram on his hand. And it's just a beautiful photo. It's just like there's such strong contrast. So like when I was scrolling, and the first thing I saw, like this is like the first one. That yeah, no, I mean, um, I I'll agree with you there. The the Doom guy. I, I I mean, Sunset Doom, Count Von Doom. He's got something with Doom. I don't know if it's the video game Doom. If it is, he's probably doomed because it just got delayed until next year. Doom Eternal, that is. Uh, but either way, oh, you're man. right. Doom Doom does something with the contrast that that's it, kind of become his his touch, if you will. Yeah. You know, you it's it's the it's the the practical effects, the bokeh, the explosions. Same thing with everything. Kylo, he's the you know the particle guy, the firework guy. I'm a you know portrait type of guy. Sunset Doom definitely has that. I don't know if he's soft proof in this stuff or using like you said high contrast or low contrast, but that that definitely seems to be his little touch. Plus, yeah. he's also a a practical effect guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got such a um a very unique style. Like anytime I see any photo of his, I know it's Yeah, like, you know, know it's his. his. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, so this this one is yeah, is amazing. He's such a good guy too. Andrew and I are friends on here. Um yeah, I, I couldn't help but choose this one. Yeah, and I like gorgeous. this one. I mean, the the troopers nice and crispy. I like the the little hologram there. I don't know if that's an actual prop that he shrunk down and he's lighting, or if he kind of composited that in there. And then, what, what do you think the the bokeh is coming from? Is that like I've always wondered that actually because he I mean, does that a lot. Because they look, you can see they're photos. like they look like little sperm actually. Right? <laughs> they got like a head, yeah. a little tail on it. So to me, I, I've seen these before when I use fireworks. I mean, it's almost like the the embers calling out here, trailing off with smoke. I don't know. I don't know if yeah, you had any it, guesses. It might be what it is because it looks like one of them's actually bouncing off of his helmet. So it might yeah. be something practical. I've always wondered what it is because he does it a lot. Right. Um, and I haven't asked him. So maybe he'll uh, enlighten us. So check him this. out here. Yeah, if you're listening Sunset, we always appreciate when we have questions. Just DM us on Instagram. Let us know. Uh, but for those of you keeping score at home, this is Sunset Doom, Sunset underscore Doom on instagram check them out please go, do go ahead uh so next, our next, next one, one is from uh vin faith custom yes uh so it's just it's a beautiful grievous shot it's just like such another one with some real strong co- uh contrast there's some real uh, bright beautiful blue and some green in there and then like grievous's face is just so crispy clean 
Um, and he got some uh, battle droids in the background too. He's just—it's just a—it's a beautiful, beautiful work of art. Yeah, I'm with you here. I like the the colors he chose. Uh, like the purple really pops. Uh, I don't know if you've ran into this, Jared. I don't know if you use a lot of uh, like blue lighting. But have you ever used blue lighting and then you bring it in to edit and the motherfucker changes it to purple? Uh, or where, do you do no, you shoot in raw? Do you shoot raw? No. You JPEGs? Yeah. Okay, so that that's probably why. I don't know if Maybe you've ever it. thought about shooting raw. Uh, but when you shoot in raw, you're essentially what you capture in camera is what you get, and then you can tweak the hell out of it because it's still in its raw format, right. it's essentially yeah. as it's captured in the lens. Uh, when when you do JPEG, it kind of does some processing and compression. But either way, I've noticed, at least in, in my case, when I'm shooting in RAW, if I use blue light and I bring it into, say, Photoshop or Affinity or whatever, or even just Apple Photos, the motherfuckers will turn the blue purple, and it makes me want to stab <laughs> my eyes out. Yeah, and that, now that I'm looking at this one, I, there's a little bit like the, the light is looking a little more purple to me. Um, so maybe that happened to him too, but well, no, way, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm it's... not shitting on, I, I love the, the purple. I'm just wondering if he was possibly using blue to kind of highlight the, the blue lightsabers he was going to put in. Cause that's, I mean, sometimes if I'm busting out a lightsaber on a figure, I'll try to light them to provide a actual practical light. Yeah. Source. Yeah. I'll you do the same mean? thing. Uh, and that's usually where I get this whole blue turns to purple nonsense for me is when I'm shooting a figure with a blue saber. I use blue light. I bring it in to edit. It's like, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. Thanks for turning purple. Now you basically ruined it, and I don't know how to fix it. I figured out a hack, but it, it's a hack. So uh, anyways, back to the shot here. It, it's fantastic. Uh, I like the pose. I kind of like the downward the downward uh, angle on that one lightsaber. That's a nice touch. I, I haven't really seen a grievous shot having that type of uh, saber pose. Yeah, the pose honestly is it's it's really what makes the shot. It's it's right. so it's it's, it's like he's got in terms of how he shot it, I'm assuming he kind of had the camera on an angle it looks like, you know, the Yeah. the frames kind of cocked. I would have to say he either dodged or added coloring to the lights to make them pop. I, I definitely love that. Yeah, um, probably a little bit all but either way, masterpiece. Yeah, it is. It really is. Just just great posing, good background. Looks like he maybe you know got some atmosphere aerosol in there to highlight the light behind Grievous. So, uh, badass shot here from Vin Faith Custom. That's Vin Faith underscore Custom. And if you couldn't tell by the handle, he also does some custom work. So definitely check out his account. Yeah, There's some great stuff on there. In addition to some awesome toy shots. Uh oh, moving on. Yes. I okay, think I, so right. <laughs> this one uh, may have a special place in Jared's heart, huh? It, it for sure, and there's a great story behind it. So yeah, this is uh, this is Chaos Cuties, and yeah, Chaos Cuties is my girlfriend, and there's obviously I chose it for a reason besides just that. So like, it's a really great shot, and this was just like. <laughs> This was I like just like to say that I, 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 dude, I shared it <laughs> myself, so I, I'm just giving you a hard time. I was really, I was really proud of her for doing it. So when we were out on Force Friday, um, you know, it was mostly for me. Like, you know, she's into collecting too, but not so much Black Series. But we went to GameStop and we found the, the carbonized um, Inquisitor sister, and she was like, you know, what? I'm gonna get her. She's really cool. And I was like, wow, really? 
And I was just, I was so proud of her. And we went home and then she just instantly took out the camera uh, and put the backdrop and started taking the photo. And I was just like, wow. Like, I, I was so proud. You're rubbing and then the photo came her, out so good. It came out so good. Yeah, no, it, it is a fantastic shot. I, uh, I, I really just, I love the red. I mean, the, the use of red here really accentuates this figure. And and honestly, I think one of my favorite aspects, and sometimes, you know, photographers do everything they can to get rid of these, is the shadow. Yeah, I thought the shadow was one of the best parts. So, Me too. So what she did is uh, she took a, a, it's a black poster board uh, and then used the, the red, or the loom cube with the red um, filter uh, right. gel on it. Uh, and so it made the whole thing red and made the whole background totally red uh, and it just fit perfect. And so she used a wire to keep her, keep her up. And the pose was really good too. I was just really proud of her for that. Like, as you can yeah, imagine, um, like Scott blind did a, a similar shot. Like, you know, yeah, I noticed red, you know, she, she's posed similarly, but she's more in a fall. Uh, so when I saw his shot, I, I thought about chaos cuties. He was like, damn. Yeah, I saw I saw his too, and his was really spectacular. And yeah, it made me think of that too because they're both similar kinds of kinds of shots with the red. Right. It just it it looks like a badass figure. Mine hasn't showed up yet because I'm fat and lazy and just ordered it online and paid through the nose for shipping. I mean, <laughs> fuck you, GameStop. Fuck <laughs> you. Eight to ten dollars to ship a fucking black series? Are you fucking kidding me? No yeah, wonder you're going out of business, you scum. GameStop's hurting. They're a bunch of dickheads. I mean, give me a break. Even Best Buy is is offering free delivery or free pickup on their IG11 exclusive. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, that's that's a that's a high price for shipping for sure. Dude, I, I think I spent thirty two dollars to get the the carbonized second sister shipped to me from GameStop. Damn. I said well, they really bought two. They want you to get up and go into the stores. That's why they do joke. it. But anyways. <laughs> Great shot here from Chaos Cuties. Let's yes. encourage her to start doing more Star Wars shots. I'm gonna. I'm definitely yeah. gonna. You can promise. Looks like I she's more into that. the like the gaming scene, but you know she's got an eye. There's no doubt about it. When when you're hanging out with the Sir Dork, it's gonna rub off on you. And, <laughs> and I know how Jared I feels. So. I mean, when I was in, just in Hilton Head with my young nephew, who's eight now, and he was kind of watching me do my thing. It was, I couldn't get out of the, the condo, so I was out on the porch. There was a great sun ray coming through, so I broke out some atmosphere aerosol, was trying oh, yeah. some shit out. And he was just watching me, and you know, I could tell he was getting in, into it. I'm like, you want to try it, dude? You want to give it a try? Here, pose this guy. So I gave him a figure. It was, it was your favorite. It was a patrol trooper. Yeah. see him setting him up, trying to get the gun in, and then he gets him set up. He's like, all right, Uncle Matt, you know, Let's let's take the shot. We took it. He's and I could. He's like, oh, this is great. So I was like, you know what? Let's go. You're gonna come out with my next uh, photo safari. So the next day, I took him out around my condo down Hilton Head. There's some great little sandy locations, jungle type of locations, and he just sat there. I gave him some figures. He was just setting them up, taking shots, and I just sent him his own little camera and some figures down to his home in Florida, so he can do it. So I know that feeling. When you see someone that you know that, that you love and it's close to you, kind of take interest in this hobby and try it themselves. So that's great that Chaos Cuties giving this a spin. Yeah, man. So uh, Instagrammers, giving her give her a check on Instagram at Chaos Cuties, all one word. And no, I'm not spelling these out for you because if you can't spell these type of words, <laughs> you probably shouldn't even be listening to this show. I don't even know how you function in life. So, but we love you anyway. 
Yes, of course. <laughs> Moving on. This one is uh, just fucking spectacular. Go ahead. Yeah, this is the CPT Ordo. He, he's been a uh, um, top five member before, I, right? I believe he's been in the top five. I know he's been featured many times over on our Instagram. There's no doubt about that. It's because of, of shots like this. Uh, this yeah. guy, along with someone, I don't know if you've, you've seen their account, you probably have, but the Imperial Grunt. Yeah. Does that name yep. ring a bell? Absolutely. These two excel at making their fucking figures look like movie stills. Right, this I literally thought this shot was like a new, um, like screenshot or uh, 100%. shot from like a 100%. From, from the Mandalorian. Like the there pose is, is just so natural. There is a very similar looking still that looks just like this. I mean, the man, oh, okay. I believe he he has his blaster up. I think he's more kind of poking his head out from an archway, but it's a very similar pose. I mean, you just look at this, and you could argue, if you didn't have two toy photographers or collectors looking at it, you could definitely pass this off as a, a set pick. Absolutely. 100%. So, yeah, like, the, the pose is just so natural that it, it really looks like a real person, and that's really that's really what stands makes a, a shot look you know, stand out from the others. 100%. Is, it's it's the hardest thing. I, I think you'd have to admit it's the hardest thing to do, too. It, it's not so much... Even the wild action poses people like you and, and Jesse create, sometimes it's just, how do we make this piece of plastic look like it's alive? Yeah. I mean, it's you don't have to easy. make them run or get blown up. I mean, just a, a shot like this, to me, may even be more difficult to pose than an action shot. I would say so. I would. Yeah, like this is, it's just so natural. It, and it's, it's something like, you can place down, pose it, and then take the photo, and then later you look at it and like, oh, this was, this did not look natural at all. But oh, dude, like, I, I, I'm kind of, and I'm sure you've you've experienced this before. You you know, you take all your shots, you whittle it down to the best one. You're sitting there. You might come back to it a few days later and be like, man, I love this shot. I still love it, but I look at it. There, there's definitely something off, and I think it's the way yeah. this asshole's posed. And then you start: <laughs> Should I share it or should I delete it? What should I do? I literally have one right now. It's already to be shared on Instagram, and I think it would have been a, a an amazing shot if I didn't fuck up the pose of the lead subject. I'm still gonna share it now that I put it out there. Those of you that are listening, watch my account over this week at Haywood Pop. And hit me up on there or through Star Wars Time Show and let me know if you if you think you've spotted the shot I'm talking about. I'll be it, I'll be looking out for it. It looks decent. It's of Sith Troopers, but there's it could be better. It could be better because of one of the poses I think just kind of ruins the overall ambiance of the shot. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see about that. I'll, so I'm putting, I'll make I'm putting sure the challenge out there. I know at least Jared will be looking for it. There's a good chance it's going to be released during a, to a Toy Pop session, so those usually go down 11 o'clock east. So keep an eye out on Haywood Pop. But in the meantime, I'm going to strive to take shots like Captain Ordo and really not worry about the action stuff and just work on posing portrait shots because this, to me, is what I want to get into. Because yeah. the, the action shit sometimes just stresses me out. It's fun. But sometimes you want to take those damn wires and jam it up the figure's asses when they fall over for the 10th time. Right when Sometimes you actually have to do that. Yes. <laughs> yes, do you do. Right <laughs> up the arse. You're not going anywhere, buddy. This is going six inches up your balloon. Mm. Knot. 
So yeah, check out Captain Ordo. I mean, just yeah. he's gone bananas with the Mandalorian figure, as have a lot of the toy photographers I check in on a daily basis just through Haywood Pop. So yeah. it's at CPT underscore zero RDO. Yes. Yeah. His account has really been just blowing up, I think, yeah, recently. Just, just so many awesome, like, diorama slash, like, explosion shots, like, which uh-huh. is pretty rare. It's good stuff. Um, it, it, it's people like him in this next account that almost yes. had me convinced to start a brand new account just for action figure shots to see if I can hopefully build it up with that audience and actually get natural organic lights in the three, four, five hundred range without having to use toy pops because this next one you're about to introduce is someone that reached out to me when he first started and now we're getting shots like this and his account is exploding so go ahead and kick this our last share here jared so yeah this is this is my man jason uh jason b michael so like yeah he's bingo yeah new new at toy photography only like probably from the last less than a year yeah, um, I'd say you can in the just... last six months he's really come come on strong in the in the in the. Oh community. my gosh! Yeah, and everything he everything he puts up is just just so professional looking and just just looks so nice and like everything about it, every little detail just looks so good and he's pumping them out fast too like like sometimes every every day or every other day there's a new shot up and it's just so good I'm just like oh my god like so this one here is another Mando shot and it's uh, it's him with like. You know the sun behind him, and his cape is blowing in the wind, and just there's so there's so much crisp, and then so much like beautiful blur to it all at the same time, and the sun is just sneaking oh, yeah. through. Oh, it's it's so nice. And like uh, Jason always, or for the most part, does a lot of BTS, so he's always kind of sharing you where this stuff uh, was genesis from. I mean, this is on. He's like me at this point in time. He's got a card table in his backyard. With a fucking piece of, uh, you know, black poster board b- behind it as a backdrop, and then you know, throw some dirt down. You got some rocks to hold shit in place, and you use your lights, and you you do this. I mean, that's all this is behind him. That, as Jared said, makes it look like this sun setting sun is a little, I believe, a a litra, whatever the fuck those lights are. They're essentially right. knockoff loom cubes. Um, <laughs> They may work better. I'll, I'll tell you right now. First generation loom cubes fucking suck, people. They suck. I've I've had to return two of mine twice because of wow. overheating, this, that, and the other thing. Batteries dying. Yeah, they can uh, get real hot. They they they're super useful. I mean, I I like loom cube. I still use it, but like this litra stuff, I think it's cheaper and it's pretty much the same concept. Either way, mm. what Jason did. He's got this backdrop back there. I think he was using white this time, like poster board. He just has one of those lights with an, a, a yellow orange gel on it pointing at the poster. And because the camera was essentially the light source was in the lens, it provides that hazy, really yep. bright look. And yeah, it's just, it's fantastic. It, it's kind of like a dream shot or a dream sequence with the, with the, with the haze around it so yeah i wouldn't be surprised if there's a few layers on this because it's just like his head is like his head is so crispy clear and the rest just has this really nice like not super clarity about it which just like fits perfect so yeah i mean he probably did a little bit of that you never know what some of these people can do in post-processing. Uh, I think one of the greatest post-processors out there is, is Black Series. Oh, my God. Uh, classic Actions there. 
Uh, I have Uatau is, is another one. I mean, what these what these guys can do, work more or less, what they do in Photoshop convinces me that I need to fucking learn Photoshop, like for real, actually go take classes, because at this point in time, the, the, opening up that software is no different than opening a Chinese manual for me. I mean, it's like, the fuck are you talking <laughs> about with this and that and empty mask and mask this and group that? It's like, fuck you, just do it yeah. for me. It this changes is what everything. I, yeah, it does. I mean, I, I I need to learn it. I'm just lazy. I hate it. I even have the CC suite for free, and I still can't get myself to learn it. But JMB, Jason B. Michael here, this this, this shot just absolutely fantastic. And it really is. I, I feel like a, like a proud parent almost because Jason curiously reached out to me early on through Haywood Pop in his toy photography career and asked for my advice. And now yeah. the guy's putting out stuff like this, and I'm like, well, yeah. well, the, the apprentice has become talent. the master <laughs> very, <laughs> very quickly. I mean, it's like that line Seriously. in the New Hope. The circle is now complete, my friends. JMB is a pro. I mean, he, he took what I gave him, what Zay gave him, whoever else he was asking yeah, he, for. He reached out for. to me, too. Yeah. I remember. Just fucking ran with it. I, I mean, yeah. just ran with it. You, you could tell the guy has an artistic eye. Uh, I believe he might have been involved in, in film or something at one point in time or some sort of design thing. I you can tell. Uh, the dude's got an eye that some of us just don't have naturally. Yeah. All right, so give him a really follow, not. Jason B. Michael. You will not be disappointed. Hell yeah. Fantastic stuff. All right, Jared, yeah. you made it through another episode of the Star Wars Time Show, and they were two marathon-type episodes. I never thought we would go this long, but we did have a lot of <laughs> topics to cover. Holy shit, we, we almost rolled a two-hour. Uh, hopefully, Jared will still talk to me after this. I kind of chewed <laughs> his air off on these past two casts, but he's a good guy to talk to. He knows the Star Wars stuff. He clearly Likewise, knows his, sir. his toy photography and his collectible uh information so it's been my pleasure having you on the show thanks for helping out while nick's been gone but according to the plan he should be back next week like i said it looks like he's been having a great time so he may come back a few brain cells less and a few pounds heavier <laughs> but i expect him to be back so we should be returning to the proper primetime star wars time hosts next week but hey in the future based on these experiences with jared you never know we may be calling on him to pinch hit again. So thanks again, brother. But at this point in time, my Thank friends, you, man. it's time to say goodbye. I know. It's sad. I get sad every time we got to do this part of the show. But we can't do this forever. Hell, it's already 930 here. Jared and I still have to get on with our evening and do something, hang out with other humans, or at least go talk to our toys. So it's time <laughs> to say farewell. But before we do, Make sure to get your happy asses over to StarWarsTime.net. It should already be bookmarked or on your desktop. Because, as Jared discovered today, we put out quite a bit of, of Star Wars news. At least the news I deem relevant to other Star Wars fans. I'm not going to put all the bullshit up there that people throw up. But I'm going to curate it and get the stuff that I think is going to make you a better Star Wars fan yourself. So, while you're there, you can also subscribe to the podcast. We're on pretty much every platform under the sun. And we will be adding at least three new ones in the future. I'll talk about that at a later date. But those of you Ooh. on Pandora, iHeart, and I think the other one's Deezer. 
we may be coming your way very soon. So you can subscribe to them there. And while you're there, you can also hit up our YouTube channel in the sidebar. You can get a very easy subscribe to link to YouTube because we do put the podcast on YouTube and we'll feature the images Jared and I talked about as well as some of the collectibles. All right, my friends, get that done. Share it with your other Star Wars buddies, girl buddies, guy buddies, whatever you got to do. It goes a long way with those rates, those likes, those comments, and those reviews. And remember, if you listen to the Star Wars Time Show, the Force will be with you always. (laughs) 